God is good. And all the time. God is good. All right, you can be seated. uh, Got a couple announcements, and then we have to uh, take care of something business-wise. So we're happy everybody's here. Um, Visitors and newbies and some been traveling. Uh, If you don't know, this is our first week officially without a pastor, so uh, we'll be talking about that in just a second. But uh, a couple quick announcements on things that are coming up, and then we'll try to get you a little bit of a, a schedule, too, as far as Sundays in October. Um, ladies' ministry was last night. Did you enjoy that? Oh, boy. All right. Good. The next one will be November 5th, so you might mark that down. November 5th here at the church for a ladies' meeting at 5 o'clock. And uh, we have a men's meeting coming up. I think it's October 15th. Is that the right day? 15th? Okay. So remember that coming up in just a few weeks from yesterday. And, um, oh, we do need to announce a fellowship uh, dinner. We'll probably start calling them something different here coming up because it's been fellowship dinner for years, and it's really not dinner. So uh, (laughs) we're going to call it food and fellowship. But uh, uh, that will be next Sunday. So after service, stay and eat with us. And uh, um, we would just like everybody to. So bring some food, kind of potluck, and uh, it all just kind of works out. So I don't think anybody usually organizes it. Steve just likes it when it gets here, right? That's right. That's right. All right. So uh, is there any announcements anybody needs to make? Fall Festival coming up uh, October 29th. So we're just, what, four weeks away? From that, so put that on your calendar to be from 4 to 7 p.m. Good community events. Uh, there'll be a lot going on, and uh, if you can help uh, work, volunteer for that. There is a form in the back if you just sign your name, so we kind of have an idea. It does take quite a few people to operate that event. Okay. Okay. All right. Excellent. Was there anything else? Nothing. Okay, um, a calendar of events. I think we're going to pop that up here on the screen um, for this coming month. Uh, next Sunday, Tom Wiggs, he's one of the pastoral candidates. Um, he's going to be here with his family, and he will be speaking next Sunday with us. And then they, they will stay um, for the dinner as well. Um, so we'll get to meet them. Some, some people here do know the Wiggs family. They worked in youth camp. Um, this year, I believe they worked at senior camp as counselors, and then he was the evangelist at a kids' camp out on the east side of Missouri. So, anyway, they, they do have a couple kids in college, I believe, and a few kids that will be with them traveling. So, um, they'll be here next Sunday. And then the 16th, the following Sunday, Greg Wood, um, he's the missionary in Mexico. So, when we do our missionary Sunday offerings, um, half of it goes to uh, Mexico, half of it goes to Haiti. And uh, he's the missionary down in Mexico who runs the orphanage and different things. He just happened to call me this last week and said, I'm traveling through on third Sunday. Is there a chance I could speak? And we're like, oh, yes, we will make sure there's a chance <laughs> There's a chance you can speak. So uh, he was excited to be here. So that is the plan. Obviously, any of this is tentative. You know, it could change. But as, as of now, it it's, uh, looks pretty good that he'll be able to be with us on the 16th. And then October 23rd. There's a possibility of another pastoral candidate, and if it's not him, it could possibly be Brother Smith who comes. And then uh, October 30th, if, if the pastoral candidate came and Brother Smith didn't come, he would come on. Brother Smith would come on the 30th. 
and speak. So again, that's tentative too. He's the territorial overseer, so he has a lot of responsibilities. So anything can change for him at any moment. So uh, he said, just keep that in mind if I let you know I'm coming. That it could be tentative, and you may need to do something quickly to, to be ready if I get called away. So, um, so just continue to be in prayer that about all that. Obviously, we want the right pastor in here. A couple candidates uh, um, potentially coming. So continue to pray about that. I think that covers our announcements. Um, quickly now, before we go in, we're going to have to do a called business conference, which we do not do here very often. Usually business conferences take place here in our business meetings, so when you see them quarterly, uh, and they're open to anybody to attend, we just don't usually do that you know, in this kind of forum because it's, it's kind of business-like, and I don't know, it might feel funny to some people. but uh, So it's a... Uh, just something we have to do, given what I just told you on some pastoral candidates. We need to put in uh, some business here, and we'll let somebody do that in a moment, read this. But um, So that's what it is. It's uh, open to the church. There'll be some discussion. If you have any questions, if you want to know any more about it, come see me after church. If you the process and all that, we can talk about it, and you don't want to talk about it here openly. Um, but anybody can offer some advice, and then... Uh, as far as um, they'll, they'll kind of vote on it to put it through. And that's usually done with the uh, church uh, membership that does that. So any questions on any of uh, if it doesn't make sense, you can come see me later. But it is, what is it, 1048. We'll, we'll call a business conference here, and I will ask. I didn't ask Sister Bib. I'm going to ask her to read this, um, and then we'll uh, take a vote on it. This is the Finance Committee report for July 10th. We recommend some uh, additional items because of the process of uh, funding expenses for pastoral candidates and uh, some other situations that have arisen because of the retirement of our former pastor. We recommend the following items. Funding of expenses for pastoral candidates. Expenses should be totaled and research turned into our treasurer for reimbursement from the ties fund. Expenses can typically include gas receipts, food receipts during travel days, and any other travel expenses deemed reasonable by the committee. And if a hotel is needed, reservations will be made by Harold Carr as funded by the tie, and funded from the ties fund. Okay. The second one is interim compensation for Harold and Lisa Carr, who currently serve as program director, groundskeeper, and many other tasks. Um, I thought about putting general gophers, but I didn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 600 monthly to be paid from the ties fund, and compensation shall continue until the new pastor arrives. Number three, in the time that we do not have a pastor, we recommend that the first Sunday offering normally given to the pastor to be placed in the evangelist fund and used to fund the offering for the pastoral candidates. All candidates should be compensated with an offering of $75 plus expenses as outlined in number one above. Does anybody have any questions on that? Questions? 
Um, does anybody object to that? Raise your hand. Let it be known. All right. If you are in favor of that, could you just uh, say, uh, God bless us with a pastor. All right, amen. All right, we'll be out of cold conference. And again, if anyone has any questions, wants to discuss anything, um, I'm free to come up and talk to me afterwards. I'll explain it as best I can um, to me and my wife. All right, conference will be closed at uh, 11.51. I'm sorry, 10.51. <laughs> it wasn't that long of a conference. <laughs> we appreciate the compensation is not necessary. It will be used correctly. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> All right. Enough business. All right, let's get into church. Again, not something we do there, so visitors, everyone, I'm sorry. If I didn't explain it right, again, we, uh, not something that happens very often in a public Sunday sermon, but nothing's done in a church behind closed doors, so all business conferences are open for everyone to attend when we have them. But let's all stand. We do have a few prayer requests that I know of. We need Sister Joanne, former pastor's wife, um, has had a rough week this week. Um, she's been in the hospital quite a bit. She did get released um, the other yesterday or Friday. So, but she still needs prayer. She's at home recovering. So remember her and her brother Winchester. Is there any other? Yes, Craig. Absolutely. Pray for the uh, correct pastoral candidate, the one that God wants here. So, uh, right, in his timing as well. So, there. No. Mine worked work pretty good. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Remember Glenda's brother Roger in a shoulder. <laughs> Anyone else have a need? Florida, yes. Yes, all the damage down there. There. Okay, all right. Remember, there's parents ministering in, where was it? In Finland. Right. Next to Russia, yes. All right, yes, let's remember them. God's will. Anyone else? Lost loved ones, yes. All right. Unspoken request. Raise your hand. God knows and sees. He knows our hearts. All right. Let's all pray. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. This morning, God,
couple ushers come up and receive its uh, first Sunday offering. So again, as was just mentioned in the business report, um, the offering will go as uh, um, to the pastoral candidate. So it'll be used um, to help fund that and the expenses that they have. So it will do that in the inter- interim, and then when a pastor gets back in, the offering will go back towards the if you need your money to go somewhere else, any of the offering, just mark it on the check or on an envelope, and it will go towards whatever fund is marked. So let's pray again. God, we thank you again, Lord, for an opportunity to give, Lord God, and we just ask that you'll help uh, bless this offering, Lord, and that it, that it could be continued to use as you want it to, and, and that it will uh, go for your work, Lord God, and just bless everyone who's in here today, God, those who are online watching, Lord, we just pray blessings over each and every one, and we give you the praise in your name, amen. Worship the Lord this morning. Amen. Our God is good. Let's worship Him.
driven into the night Wanting a place to hide this weary soul This vagabond I try with all my might But I just can't win the fight I'm slowly drifting A vagabond
Will you say that with me as, our, as George comes to bring the word? Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Hallelujah. Have your way. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome in our homes. You are welcome in our workplaces. Hallelujah. You are welcome out on the streets that we walk and the stores that we go in. Holy Spirit, change the atmosphere. You are welcome here, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are welcome here, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. the Lord. When you think about the song service, you can feel the presence of God. That's what it's all about, is Him. I think about it, and I mentioned this many times, that you're supposed to be the congregation, but to me, you're not the congregation. I've got the Lord that sits back there, and He's taken and listening to me. He's judging me, if I will say what he wants or what he doesn't. And we'll also find out as he looks through the crowd, he'll say, why, oh, why have you praised me? Many times we don't give God the praise, but he's worthy of all praise, all glory. And when he, somebody said this, I think it was Steve, said that I talk loud enough that I keep him awake. And so when I think about it, I thought maybe if I just hollered loud enough that I would get Everett even to stay awake. And then I would feel like it was a miracle. And so are we looking for miracles today? I I believe, why did we come to the house of God? I know some would say, well, I didn't come to listen to you. Well, that's true. That's why I'm not going to speak, see. I'm going to let the Lord have his way. If the Lord says something, then you'll be criticizing him and not me, and I will still feel good. So I'm the happiest person here probably uh, because when I think about it, I'm uh, uh, through the week, uh, I get all tied up and worked up and uh, I study and I look and I pray. And uh, I, I just feel out, out of place. But when I get up here, I think about it and I say, well, I'm not out of place now. It's up to you, Lord. And so, see, uh, everything's off on my back. I'm feeling real free, feeling real good. And I will say this, though, and just to fill in for this here Sunday, and there have been others that talked to me about it and thinking that it'd be good if I would try out. But see, I don't want to be the pastor. I will put that to you very plain. I do not want to be the pastor. I don't mind serving God. Don't mind speaking for him. Don't mind doing a little bit of work. Don't mind getting my hands dirty. Uh, I don't mind getting on my knees even. Uh, But I I just want the Lord to have his way. And I'm praying that he will send somebody, maybe 
like I would like him, just a little bit younger, and we'll find out uh, a whole lot smarter. And uh, But there's one thing that I want more than all, and I want him to be filled with the glory of God. I want him to have the Holy Ghost within and that there's fire burning within him. I want him to take and preach to the plate that he will take and wake us up and move us off of the seats as we've been sitting so long. And so when we think about what we want, but most of all, we want God's will. God's will. And we, as I look upon this here, uh, this morning, hey, my topic, I've never heard it before myself. So uh, don't get surprised. But anyway, we'll find out that hope deferred maketh the heart sick. I knew that would bless you all. Uh-huh. Uh, and so uh, I, I thought, well, Lord, I could get something a lot better than that. What about happiness? What about joy? What about peace? What about something better than that, you know? But see, I really believe that's what he wanted. That it's this week when I was getting ready to speak Wednesday night, uh, this here fell into place. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to change my message and I did not know I was going to speak Sunday. And so uh, when they asked me, I thought, well, my, the Lord, give me that. Why not just go ahead and do it? So he, he deferred and it makes the heart sick. All right. And we'll find out, though, and you go to Proverbs, the 13th chapter and the 12th verse. All right. It says here, hope deferreth. Maketh the heart sick. But when the desires come, it is a tree of life. You know, when I looked at that there, deferred and thought about it for a while, and then I thought, well, you know, what did the dictionary think about that? And we'll find deferred means withholding. For the state of time, put off to a later time. And I went back and I thought, well, what is sickness about? Well, see, when we get hope, we will find out there's something starts to work within us. We're hoping it's going to come about. It's going to, I know it's going to happen, you know. And we're asking for things sometimes and we're hoping for. But you know what? We've got a problem. Our problem is is waiting. Waiting. Oh, I tell you what. That I know I know it's coming. I, I know it's going to be in the mail. I know it, it, that I'm going to see it sometime. But we'll find out. Finally, we get ourselves sick over it. Sometimes that's the way with God. Uh, when we're hoping for things, we find out that we get to the place that we just, I just don't think it's going to happen. And just get ourselves all worked up for it and get sick over it, so to speak. But we'll find out. Hope we'll find also comes with patience. Patience. Huh? Sister April, she talked about patience and it's been with me ever since. I was hoping she didn't say too much on it even because I wouldn't have nothing to say. But patience, we will find out, is a hope. And it we look for something I want God to do for me, and I'm hoping. 
I'm hoping. And you know, I'm waiting. And my patients are just about wore out. I don't know why God don't move on my time. I don't know why God don't do what I want. At at my time. Hey, you know, I don't. Surely he hasn't forgot me. No, he hasn't forgot you. The more you wait, the better your patients are going to be. Because you'll pray a little bit more. And we'll find that hope can be discouragement. Hope can be discouraging. Because you hope to the place that you get discouraged. And sometimes when we're taking and praying and asking God for something, we will find and hoping that he heard our prayer. Yes, he heard your prayer. Hoping that he will answer it tomorrow. No, he will answer it on his time. But we will find after a while we get discouraged with God. And saints, that's not what it's about. Hope we will find if we put it in the right perspective, we will find that we know and we're hoping and waiting for it because it's going to come. It's going to come. God always answers our prayer. Sometimes he doesn't answer it your way. Sometimes you're wanting, yes, 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 Lord. But no, it's not. Sometimes he says, no, because, you know, uh, you wouldn't be able to handle it. Heard a guy the other day saying, if I had a million dollars, what I could do for God. I looked at him. I said, you know, I said, if you had a million dollars, I said, you wouldn't do what you even said you was going to do. Oh, yes, I would. But saints, sometimes we will find out when it comes to it. God doesn't give us more than we can handle. And so when we think about these things, we'll find it as you go down into the Psalms in the 37th chapter and in the first verse here. It says, Fret not thyself because of the evildoers, neither be thou envious against the works of the iniquity, For they shall soon be cut off down like the grass and it withers away. You think about that. The way of the transgressors. But we will look upon it a little bit and we will find the evildoers. And it said not the envy. Envy I looked at don't know much, so I always look everything up. So we'll find out. It can come jealousy. How can a person become jealous when you look at a person that is tied up in sin? A person, but we look at it, and we sometimes look at it this way, and we say, well, you know, it looks to me like God's blessing that sinner more than me. If you stop and think about it, you've got somebody else riding on your shoulder and you're listening to him. Because see, we look upon it and we say, why isn't God just cruel to sinners and then to church people and Christians? Why isn't he just always good to them? Well, when we look upon this here, it rains on the just and the unjust. Uh-huh. God blesses his people. And you say, 
or his people or God's people? Well, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because all souls are God's. Yeah? And we look upon the souls sometimes as sinners. Oh, we have nothing to do with them. But what? God loves them. You say, how do you know? Because I was a sinner once. We forget that. Even thinking last night, I was thinking about it. Oh, sometimes it upsets me to think about how some Christians are. They get up and they talk about it. They say, you know, uh, I really wasn't as bad as some people. I I really never walked out in sin. I I, I really didn't do uh, much. Well, then just take it this way. Take salt, pour it into your hand, and look at every grain of it, and tell me the difference. It's salt. There's nothing else. It's salt. And so when it comes to sin, sin is sin. Don't judge yourself and try to put your brother down because he's a bad guy and you've been a good guy. We'll find sin is sin. And the one thing all souls have to do, and that is come to God and ask God to come into their heart. Uh-huh. All right. And so, well, when we look at this, we get jealous sometimes because it looks like the sinner is getting ahead or the bad guy is getting ahead. No, what we need to do is fall in love with God and then we'll love the sinner. You say, how do you know these things, brother? Because I was one of them. I'll get a little bit later tell you just how bad I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> All right. You don't like to have people think you're bad, do you? All right. We are. Let's think about it as we go on here. Let's go to Psalms in the 73rd chapter. And I'm going to go through some of these. I may skip some of them. And, but uh, right now I'm going to start with the first verse. And we'll probably go partly in a way to the eighth verse. It says, Truly God is good, Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. Now, this here is a prophet that is talking to God. He's praying to God. Uh, He's bragging on God. He's telling him how good he is. And he's good to his people. And that is a very true statement. But when I look at this here man, he goes down to the second verse and he says this. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Now this here is a prophet talking to God. We look at him and we say, man, if he's in that shape, he's backslid, he's no good, and, you know, uh, well, he's not coming to church no more. We just kind of just let him go. But saints, that's not the thing we need to do. We need to go after the sheep. We need to go after him. You say, well, he's discouraged. Yes, he is discouraged. But discouragement, yet he's still asking God for help. And so, but there's one thing he's discouraged about. And this is the, the way many of us are. Because we look to the world instead of looking to God. And so when he was looking here, he said, For I was envy 
Envy. Think about it. That's a foolish. How in the world can you be envy of foolish people? Yeah, I, I would look at it and say, well, I'm better. But if it's envy, envy we will find is jealous. You're jealous over a foolish. All right, it goes on. When I was, or when I saw, I'm getting all messed up here. For I saw the prosperity of the wicked. The man was not looking to God. He was looking on a sinner. And he saw the prosperity of them. And he saw their foolishness. And he begins to look upon this and begins to desire it. Well, they're getting ahead. They're getting ahead. The world is not getting ahead. We here have once experienced the world, but now we experience that we know Jesus Christ. And as you know Jesus Christ, you become ahead in life. So jealousy starts to work, and he's beginning to get discouraged. For there are no hands in their death. In other words, they're looking at it and saying, it looks like they got strength in that. But their strength is firm. Well, it looks to me like they're enjoying it and they're going on and death comes and it just seems like there's no punishment there to them. They're just still laughing, uh, having fun, so to speak. They're out there doing the things of the world. But when you look at it, their conscience is seared. They do not feel. Also, we will think about it this way. Their mind is the devil's workshop. Their thinking is not like a Christian. So when they leave this world, I know a man here in town that when he left this world, he says, I want you all to go down to a certain bar, have a party down there. I am gone and forget about everything. Well, see, that man did not realize what he was talking about. If he would have realized. But see, we look upon these things that's going on in the world and we think all the time, well, you know, they've got this, they've got that, they've got the other. But saints, they haven't got peace, they haven't got comfort, they haven't got love, they haven't got joy, they haven't got God, they haven't got anything. But as the eye looks upon them, They are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Kind of might say the guy, they got it better. They've got it made. But saints, what I'm here to say, if you know Jesus, you've got it all. I'm not plagued with this here world. I'm not chained up with this here world. I am a free agent. God set me free. It says therefore. Therefore pride. Cometh. Compasseth them. About. 
as a chain. Violent cometh to them, overcometh them as a garment. As a garment. I thought about this here. This man looking at them and seeing the things of the world, he looks at it this way. got a chain, so to speak. We sing a song about God being a chain breaker. But I thought about it in this way. There was a time in life that I wore the chain, so to speak. Or one said in a different Bible, a necklace. But anyway, we will find on this here one day going to the Lord I said to him, Lord, I'm in bad shape. He looked at me and he said, what's that around your neck? I said, well, that's a a chain. He said, what's on the chain? I said, well, I got a cross on there. He said, what's the cross for? I said, well, it makes people think I am what I ain't. And they looked on there and he seen this silver hook on there. He said, what's that hook? I said, well, you know what that hook is? I said, I'm really ashamed of it. But I was hooked on a lot of different things in this world. I I was hooked on many, many things. And every one of them, I couldn't get loose from. And then I looked a little, he looked a little further at me. He said, well, you know, that garment of yours don't look too good. I said, you know what? I said, this is an old garment. But I said to him, it is. He said, well, it's all tattered and it looks terrible. I said, yes, I, I want you to take the chain. I want you to take the garment too. I know the garment is worthless. I can see the stains on there from the parties that I was at that I shouldn't have been there. The places I shouldn't have gone, I do have some things that are kind of spilt on me. I do have some holes that are burnt into it because, see, uh, I, I, I was uh, smoking some things that made me high and made me feel good for a little while. So I give him my garment. And when I give him that there garment, I was a little worried about it. I said, what... I was ashamed of that thing. I didn't want it to ever show up again. I didn't want that in my life. And I said to him, what are you going to do with that garment? He says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it in the mail. I said, put it in the mail? Yeah. He said, I'm going to take and ship that thing as far as the east is from the west. He says, you know what? It'll never be seen again. And another thing is, he said to me, I won't remember it either. Oh, that was so relief. I turned to walk out. I met some good Christian people. They said, oh, I remember you. I said, no, no, you don't remember me. It must have been somebody else. He gave me a new life. He took all those things away. I was feeling so 
good. But you know, I remember you where you was at. That wasn't me where I was at. This is a new man. This here is a new born again man. In fact, you don't even know my name anymore. He gave me a new name. All saints, I'm here to say, when you look on somebody and you start marveling and thinking of good about, oh my, how far they're getting ahead. Saints, I'm here to say, weigh it out. Weigh it out. I went to an altar of prayer and I cried my eyes out. And I tell you what, I knew that Jesus Christ came into my heart. I didn't have a ghost guess so salvation, but I had a no salvation. I got up, saint, and guess what? I made a lot of mistakes in life. And if you think you're going to get up and be perfect in this world, you probably never will be, but you'll find you can always go to God and God will love you and he'll cast it into a sea of forgetfulness or as far as the east is from the west and we'll find he will remember it no more. And we also know that Christians need to forget it also. Sometimes we drive people away. God is calling them. The church is calling them. We need to accept them as they are. God will do the changing. They're not like me. They're not like me. They're not like me. You know, the church says when they get like us, well then, you know, we can accept them when they get like us. But saints, I'm here to say, they might get like you, but they'll never get like Jesus. I told them to be careful on that thing back there. I don't know where I'm going to preach. Okay? But we'll find out. God knows. And jealousy over the world has no place. And this man goes on. I'm not going to go into the rest of it there, but we'll go down to about the 13th verse here. I might go back up to the 7th verse. It says here, Their eyes stand out with diamonds. They have more than their heart Lost the place. More than her heart could wish. Okay. More than her heart could wish. I thought about that. In this world, we will find that we have got so much out there that your eyes are bulging out to get more. But since when we think about getting more Christians or the world, the world and you both are going to die. But we will find that with looking at the things of this world and wanting more, we're almost like the guy that had all of his wealth and retired. And we'll find, he says, 
Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tear my barn down and I'm going to build some bigger ones so when I get retired, I will really live it up. And then the Lord said, Thou fool, that's also be required of thee this night. What I'm trying to say is this here. All that we get in this world, saying, it's going to be passed on. And you say, well, it's for my children. 20 years, 25 years goes by. Your children are either in a nursing home or dead, and what you've got don't mount to a hill of beans. What we've got on this world, it has no value whatsoever. But when you take that that was eternal life, and when Jesus comes back, some people say that can't happen, but when Jesus comes back, He's going to rapture away his people and have life eternal and live forever. If you want your eyes to bulge out today, I believe you ought to need to look up to God and see the goodness of God and see what he has offered you. Because see what you've got now, it's a blessing of God and it's good. It's good. What God has given you, houses, God has given you a car, God has given you and given you and given you. That is good. That is a blessing on this earth. But saying, if you miss that up there, then what you've got down here, the malls and the rust, they corrupt, they eat it away, and it soon vanishes and goes back to dust. But what you have laid up above, that is the thing that will last and last. We need more, saints, than to look upon the thing of this here world. But this here prophet, he goes on. And we'll find that finally he gets some things. I'm not going to go through it all. But he finds out he gets everything right. He starts to thinking. And he's looking at God at the beginning here and saying, God, you don't know how to handle things. I know how to take care of those sinners. But see... As we look upon them sinners, and I keep running them down because I have a reason for it. But we'll find that he looks around and he decides, you know, these are God's people. So he goes back and he goes to the temple. See, that's where discouragement should lead you. It should be something that we finally put it aside and we need to go to God. And when you go to God, you'll find out you start praying. And you start taking an understanding. And you know, I, I know a lot. I know the way. No, Jesus knows the way. He is the way. So you need to erase all that you think you know. And trust in the one that has went this way and sat on the throne. That's the one. It goes on, until I went to the sanctuary to God, and I understood I therein. Saints, we need to understand where they're heading. We need to understand so well that we'll want to help lift them up. We want to take and understand them so well that you can love them. The little kids used to sing a song about uh, an alcoholic, anyway, and it was in it. 
and we'll find that alcoholic, uh, he comes to church and they put their arms around him. Oh, he stunk so bad. Well, see, I'm here to say sometimes we try to stay away from the world. We try to say, you know, they're not like us. They're a bad people. But since Jesus come for the lost, he come for the bad people. He come for the thief. He took on the cross that the last thing he done, he won that their soul that was a thief. And you think about it, you know what? He was the first one that entered in through the blood of Jesus Christ. Huh. And I can see Jesus holding his hand, watching it through there. See, we need to love one another, not judge one another. Because this, uh, that is not going to win anybody. But we find as we go on here... <clears throat> I'll go in the third chapter and one through seven. Put them in mind to be put them in mind to be subject to the principalities and the powers to obey the ma- majesties. To be ready to do every good work. Yes. Yeah. As we go down a little further, <coughs> I recognize that scripture, but not really the one that I was looking for. It says here To speak evil of no man, to be a brawler. Brawler. But gentle, showing all mercy unto all men. The only way we're going to win people is by showing those things. For we whatsoever, For we ourselves, these glasses are killing me. I lost mine yesterday. I got a lot of other problems. Okay. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. Now, wait a minute. We were just looking at the bad guy. And the Bible says, we, we were sometimes foolish. That's the first thing that guy was getting jealous of, uh, looking at the foolishness. But we were that. We were disobedient. We deceived. And we served divers' lust and the pleasures. Pleasures. Sometimes we think about a Christian, there's no pleasure out there in the world. There is pleasure out there in the world. But they are for a short time. And we want to reach out for that, which is eternal. 
And so we can get tied upon that. But we were, we were that way. Well, I thought it was somebody else. No, you were lost, and I was lost. And we'd done many of these things. Living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Just think about that. You say, I was that way once? No. Some people sit around and say, no, I never was that way. Yeah. 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 You, you had a heart that belonged to the devil. And you say, how do you know? Because, see, the Bible said we were born in sin. And if you were born in sin, the only way you can get out of sin is coming to Jesus Christ and say, here, Jesus, I am. I'm a good guy. I'm, a, I'm not like the other you read that in the Bible, too. There's a fellow prayed like that there. But saints, we all are sinners. Yes. Yes, it's all salt. No different. Sin is no different. Sin is sin. Right. I'm better than you are. No, you're not better than me because I'll tell you why. The only thing you can be is a child of the devil or a child of God. That's the only choices you have. And I am what he says I am. Uh-huh. And so that there is pretty well telling you where you are. I'm one that's a lot of times talk on the downside more than probably the upside. But I like for people to know where I come from. I come from a world of sin. I was not raised, really. I had a grandmother that raised me a lot. My father and my mother, they were not Christians, but uh, they did become Christians. But see, being raised in a Christian home, saints, may give you a little bit edge on how to get right. But it doesn't make you better than somebody else. That's why God, when he chose, seems like he chose people you say that were sinners not so much that he chose people that didn't have no hope didn't have no hope alright All right. I'm going to take and have to uh, jump a little bit further here and because uh, my time is running out and I don't want anybody to fall off the chair and go to sleep but I want to take and go on with the, just the ending of it here. And we'll find out. But after that, the kindness of the love of God, our Savior, towards man, appeared. After all those things, those hatred, those things that you've done wrong, there was a man called Jesus. He appeared. And he appeared unto me one day when I knelt down at an altar and gave all my sins to him. And it doesn't come by works of righteousness, which we have done. Some people think, how good I am. That makes me better. And that has nothing to do with how good you are. If good has something to do with it, Jesus died in vain. 
We didn't need the blood of Jesus. Because why? We were so good. So when we look at this here, the righteousness, it's something that we need to live in. But according to his mercy, he gave us, he saved us by the washing and the regeneration and the renewing of our Holy Ghost. Oh, God done so much for us. I once was one of them that many people looked upon. And there wasn't. You don't fit. You don't fit. You're in the world. You can't come around. The saints, Jesus wants the sinners to come around. Jesus wants those that are hurting to come around. Jesus wants those that are down to come around. He wants those that have no hope to come around. He's not one that is looking for those that are outstanding. He's looking for those that are in need. And being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope. And we're coming back to hope again. Hope of eternal life. Look today. Look today. But look past this world. It has nothing to offer. But don't look past the people that are lost and undone. But look for the one, that lost sheep that is out there wandering. A little lost sheep out there wandering. He didn't probably realize it. That he just was eating, having himself a good time. And all at once, he looked around and he said, Well, where's everybody at? He probably didn't do anything really wrong. Because when he brought him back, we find the master called him a sheep. He just wandered off. We call him lost. We call him a sinner. We say, well, you know, he don't, he don't, he don't. But see, it's not the way it is. It's loving, loving, loving God. Let us stand at this time. I will get a lot of amens if I quit right now. You got to praise the Lord. I won't be up here next Sunday, but I hope and pray that the Holy Ghost is here next Sunday. I hope God blesses us and makes us grow. I said the other day this while you're standing, that way you can rest. I'm not looking for the man that's going to build the building, but I am looking for the man that will build the church. That's what we want. That's what we want. I want brothers. I want sisters. I want family to grow. Every time you get saved, you're a part of my family. And when you're not saved, you come around. I still love you. Because why? One of these days, 
God of the Old Testament. Let us pray. Mighty God, as I come before thee, I am thankful, Lord, for your words, Lord. I'm thankful, Almighty God, for many things. I give you the praise and the glory, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to bless the church, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to let the message, Lord, work within their lives to love that lost one. Because, Almighty God, as we look at lost ones, Lord, we need to realize that some of our loved ones, our friends, our relatives, they are lost, Lord. And therefore, we want to see them one for thee. We don't want to see anyone, Lord, cut down like the grass and wither, Lord. We don't want to see anyone, Lord, not make heaven. But, Lord, let us be that light, Lord. Let us be one that they can lean on, Lord. One that they will understand, Lord, that we are not looking for the things of this world, but we're looking for something much greater. Oh, there's a God that's going to come down and deliver us out of this mess that we're living within. But until that time, let us hope and hold on to the faith and give you the praise. We thank you. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.